What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stick to Football Friday for November 17th, 2017. I'm Matt Miller, joined as always by my boy, my brother, my co-host, Marshall Miller, who has a new Twitter handle. It's not at Mello, but Thank it's, you, Twitter. it's close. At Mello Esquire. You can send all your legal questions over to me, all your draft questions over to me, <laughs> and I might be decent at answering one of those. You went to law school, right? Uh, close. Community college. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same yeah. thing. I mean, I was there for like seven years. Yeah, you did go to college so. long enough to be a lawyer. That's actually true. And that's why it's Mellow Esquire. All right, we have a really cool show plan for you guys today. We're going to update you on selling Mellow on your team, or if you're the Cowboys and you need a new owner, maybe you just sell Mellow yeah. your team. Or maybe the Browns are going to actually offer me that GM job this week. Fingers crossed. We're going to do questionable calls, and we have a lot of them this week. We're going to update you on who to scout for maybe the worst weekend in college football. We're going to fix the San Diego, nope, Los Angeles Chargers. And if we have time, which we should have some time, we're going to answer your draft on draft questions. But to open it up, you do have a new Twitter account, and you have a new Twitter follower with a little bit of uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, so the you, we last week we talked about you don't have a favorite NFL team. You have a favorite college team, hook them. Of course. You have a favorite baseball team, go Royals. Yeah. It kind of stops right there, though. Those That's are like the it. only two teams that I'm diehard that I follow. Because it's the only two teams we are the same fan of, if you thought about that. Yeah, that's a good point, because the Niners suck. But <laughs> Are you a Predators fan yet? Have I talked you into that? I don't know anything about hockey. Nor but you I. know what? Just sell me on your favorite teams because I'm not changing baseball and I'm not changing college football. I'm open for anything else. College basketball, business. I'm a dookie. Other than that. <clears throat> God, that's like the one thing I hate about you too is that you're a Duke basketball fan. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what are you it's college do? basketball. But anyway, uh, this week, selling me on teams, y'all got big dicked by the Titans. The Not even just their fans, the actual Titans Twitter handle followed me. So got to give props there. They have just a huge lead on everybody else right now. I don't even know what to say. The Titans followed at Mellow Esquire. So they've got the lead. We also said last week, we love Nashville. So they probably listened to the show and they're like, oh, these guys love Nashville. And you should just come party with us on spring break when you're here. And then they followed you. So... They do have one of the best social media accounts in the NFL. They get it. If you were a Titans fan, who would be your favorite player? Probably Taylor Lewan. Oh, that's a good one. Friend of the pod. Like, I don't think I could get that catfish to the ice, but I'd like to try. That story was great. Yeah, he it, was on early early on Stick to Football talking about how they snuck catfish into the Predators game. But they didn't even have to sneak it. People were just like, you got beer in that cooler? And he's like, no, I got a catfish. They're yeah. like, okay, cool. All right, that works too. We're yeah. in Nashville. So who else is in the running? <laughs> I know a lot of other people were uh, Browns fans. We're trying to get you in it. Chiefs fans, Rams fans. Yeah, and I've kind of narrowed it down. This week, the Vikings came at me hard. Mm. I don't think that I can go with a team that is like all purple as my team. Yeah. And you have Sam Bradford as your kind of quarterback sometimes, which is a no for me. Your anti-OU bias. I appreciate all the Minnesota fans, and I hope you guys keep listening to the show, but I'm not interested in your team. Sorry, you are the weakest link. (laughs) Send them home. Uh, How about the Chiefs? Local team. Yep, two other teams that do stay on the list as well. The Titans were on there last week. It's still the Chiefs, and it's still the Browns. I can't... (laughs) Two very different teams. I can't kill off the Chiefs because I'm in Missouri. Like, I love to see them be successful and do well. 
and we're going up to see the Raiders Chiefs game in a couple weeks in early December. Yeah. That could be a deciding factor. We've never tailgated at Arrowhead. We're big tailgate guys. We usually tailgate for like the Chiefs or smaller we, yeah, college football. We've tailgated in the parking lot, but it was always Royals. Right. So tailgating for the Chiefs to be our first time, and it is Chiefs at Raiders. We went to Chiefs Raiders last year, but you were teaching and we got there late, so we just like parked my Jeep on the sidewalk. On a curb. <laughs> and I think as we got out, we were wearing all black, which was a mistake. It was eight degrees outside. Yes. So we were just dressed warm. Yeah, we were dressed for winter, and all of our stuff happened to be black, so everybody oh, was yelling shit. at us, go back to fucking Oakland. In an all black Jeep. Yeah, and up. yeah, <laughs> on the curb. So in hindsight, that probably didn't look good. No, we, like you said, we kind of big-dicked that parking lot. <laughs> so yeah. So the Chiefs are still in it. Vikings, you're not wearing purple. No. And people can tweet you at Mellow Esquire, which is E-S-Q-U-I-R-E. Yeah. I did that Could off the top that of my head. Sentence? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I subscribe to Esquire magazine. Oh. There, I can't use it in a sentence. Wonderful. I don't know the origin of the word, but. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. People probably don't know this. I was the the spelling bee champ, fifth and sixth grade for old liberal high school. Well, people liberal probably don't know this school. either, but I was not. So it's shocking. If you've seen anything that I've tweeted out, <laughs> that's not some shtick that I have. It's just careless, and I don't like to double check things. Yeah, you get that squiggly line, and you're like, eh, I know better. That's than probably you. right. That's probably right. Okay, let's get to questionable calls. This uh, was a segment we debuted last week. And you guys seem to like it, but you can also vote. We have a poll on Twitter about future segments that you would like us to, to put out there. We talked last week about top fives. We talked about dating tips for and from divorced dads. We talked about commonalities. And we actually had a Twitter user send us a new segment idea, and I I love this it's going so on. much. We're doing it. It has to go on there. Mellow's Tinder Prospect Watch. Yeah, so, so each week, I'll throw prospects at you, and you tell us if you would swipe left, which is no. Correct. Swipe right means yes. No, that's a yes. Or if you would pay to talk to them, which sounds and like prostitution. And you can do the, the swipe up, which is the super like, which, lady listeners, I've probably accidentally thrown a couple of those out there. If you're in Joplin, Missouri, you <laughs> may have gotten a super like from Mellow. Apologies. Yeah, there was a wink, wink behind that accident, too. What's your Tinder profile say right now? What's it's your bio? It's not good. I don't use it. I don't even know. You don't know what it says I think it's right something now? about the office. You should look it up right now while I'll, I'll fill everyone in on our first questionable call of the week. And I don't know if this is a questionable call or if we should be hat tipping this guy, Jerry Jones, Jerry motherfucking Jones. So he's saying no to Roger Goodell. I'm going to sue everyone in the NFL. Here's what Roger Goodell wants. His contract is up, right? He's a free agent. Roger Goodell wants $50 million a year in salary. That's not all. Lifetime use of a private jet. Okay. <laughs> yes, I want it too. Yep, yeah. Uh, but here's the clincher. So you're already getting $50 million a year. You're already getting a private jet. He wants lifetime health care for his entire family. I wonder how far that branches out too. Oh, yeah. Like obviously be, yeah. wife, kids. I'm going to guess that's probably, if it's lifetime, grandkids if he has them. Well, that's like me. Like, okay, single dad, I have two kids. So if those two kids get, like, when Haley and Emmett marry, their spouses would be covered. Yeah. I would want their, their children, children covered. Like, this is like the platinum deal of all platinum If you're going deals. after the NFL, get your children's children covered. For $50 million a year, though, you would think that, like, anyone ever named Goodell would be covered. Yeah. 
And then the private jet, I mean, that's his to use whenever he wants. That's that's an hope. underrated ask. Way to drive up the bargaining cost there. No him. wonder Jerry Jones is pissed. He ain't talk to like, Rogers' agent. This seems just absurd. I don't know if it is. I don't know what he's getting right now. Isn't he like he's 30, like 30 million? million a year now? So he's poor. He's it's <laughs> you know, he's, he's out there struggling. He's on food stamps, he's trying to get Obamacare. He's got the whole thing going. Okay, what's your Tinder profile say? Uh, it says everybody out here trying to be Jim and Pam. I'm more like Dwight and Angela. <laughs> You're just looking for a little <laughs> warehouse love. Yeah, a little keep a secret. Yeah, nobody needs to know. Yeah. I might freeze your cat. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. I was it takes. a farmer. I yeah, know how to take care of these things. Okay, uh, what's your questionable call for the week, Mello? Uh, mine. I'm going with like the one game that I watched this week was the Chargers and the Jaguars game. Which was a close game, and it was kind of a shit show at some points. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it also featured two of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I know That's that true. they're not the best quarterbacks, but I love Phillip Rivers, and I love Bortles still. Uh, I don't know if I would want them quarterbacking my team, but I love them. And all they wanted to talk about is the kicker, who had just been cut by the Chargers. Josh Lambeau. Early in the year. Josh Lambeau. And all they do is talk about him, talk about him. And then it turns out... In overtime, this dude hits the game winner to beat you <laughs> after you had cut him just a few weeks before. So questionable call, kind of warming it up for you, is the Chargers cutting their kicker. Like, what are you thinking? And it's like more like the Chargers find the most creative ways to lose. It's amazing. And your boy Rivers is now in concussion protocol. So what I want to know is what does Philip Rivers with a concussion sound like? Just Can a, he name all of his children? It's an angry old man just yelling at people. It's Gran Torino. It's just, <laughs> get off my offensive line. What I want to know is, can Rivers, with a concussion, name all eight children? He probably couldn't before. I mean, he's, he's hitting, an NFL quarterback. That dude's not He's home. hitting Cromarty level. Like, yeah, he is. And he's got to be, he has to have second most kids in the league. I would hope so. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I would hope so, but I don't known. know. Second most known kids in the league. Second most claimed. Okay, yeah. there we go. Uh, okay, so here's my my next questionable call. And this is on a personal level. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Last week, we talked about, is it questionable to eat Japanese steak and sushi and then, like, go do a movie or, like, go mini-golfing? Yeah, which I made it. You made it. We went so, and ate Japanese update. steak and sushi, and then we went out and we drank. Uh, yep. Drank. Drank a little bit more, and I was fine. So I'm cured. So people who, yeah, they're probably listening to last week, like, oh my God, this guy's going to die and have a heart attack. Yeah, no, I didn't shit here. my pants either. So Okay, but I did not have a great night. So oh. we went and ate, ja we drank, and I had like three beers here. And then we went and ate Japanese steak and sushi, and I ordered beer, and you guys looked at me like, you can order beer here? So I had like a couple Coors Lights. Well, the problem with that is the waitress came up to us, and she's like, can I get you guys anything to drink? And I'm kind of looking at the menu, and she's like, we have... Pepsi products and sweet tea. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then you come back and you're like, oh, I want a Coors Light. Yeah, I just, I assume they always have it. So so we drank at the office, did the podcast, went and ate, drank a little more. And then, like you said, we went out, we saw some of our, our friends and one of our friends owns a bar. And so we got on a two for one happy hour. And then someone bought us a tequila shot and I almost threw up in the bar at that point. You did. I thought you were going to lose and it. I like did the full on <laughs> like in, in the whole yeah. bar heard it. I debated gun control with some guy who was wearing flip flops at the bar and a North Face jacket, which I what why? You were yeah, like, like who wears North Face? I don't Oh, that's uh, not where you're going. No, I'm wearing a North who Face wears hat and vest. He was wearing flip flops in a North Face. So I don't get it. So we debated a little gun control. Things got heated because we're in Missouri. 
So we tried to calm it down with some drinks. And then my dumbass at midnight goes to Taco Bell. Yeah. So questionable call. Tequila Taco Bell Japanese steak and sushi. Not good. Yeah. How'd that leave you feeling on Friday? Oh. And then Friday night, we were supposed to have a <laughs> a joint birthday party for Mello and our bartender Dan. And I famously said Thursday night. Thir- Thursday before we started drinking, wasn't it? And someone said, should we take it easy tonight? Because we have the big birthday party tomorrow night. We had food catered. We're going to do this big thing. And I said, fuck it. I'll take it easy when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I was apparently dead Friday night because I fell asleep on my couch at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell will do it to you. The ta- I think the Taco Bell was what like hit me more than the tequila or the Japanese steakhouse. I think I, I see the problem. You combined two cultures. You went <laughs> Japanese. I mixed. I mixed. And then you went Mexican. So if and I, you can't do that. You so can't you cross went over. home and ate your leftover Japanese, and you were fine. It's fine. Golden. But I crossed the border. Yeah. And Shut I can just do tequila. Like, I, there are not many things that I can take shots of, but tequila is one of them. So I'm golden there. I didn't want to take it. And I think that's a mental thing. It's like, you have to yeah, want yeah, to yeah. take you gotta that You got to be in the mindset. Shot. And yeah, I you wasn't. know what? I am going to take this. Let's get crazy. Because before I took it, I thought, I might throw up. This is This is it. I'm going to die. All right, what's your next questionable call? Uh, next one, going out again the other night, uh, just sitting at the bar. <laughs> talking to, Yeah. <laughs> going out, talking to some of the people, you overhear conversations at the bar, and this attractive girl that was at the bar, too, starts talking about creepy bartenders. And so you're just kind of overhearing conversations. This dude that was a bartender got her name off of her credit card. Didn't ask her at the bar got her name off of her credit card, and then went and tried to add her on Facebook. I heard the story and didn't believe it. Dude, what are you thinking? Like, I'm not the smoothest, which is why (laughs) we need dating tips for dads. But seriously, how creepy does that come off? What does that message say? When you send it to her, what do you say? Oh, hey, you remember that douchebag bartender? Yeah. Hey, it's me. You know the dude who was using the pencil to, like, color over (laughs) on your receipts to get your card number? Taking that carbon copy? Actually, I'm just trying to get your name. Um, we've seen a lot of questionable things lately when we go out for post-show drinks of dudes. Like we saw a guy a couple weeks ago throw $1,200 down trying to talk to a girl. Oh, and then try to get out of it. And then try to get out of it. Because I know this is wrong. And the waitress is like, if he tries to leave, you guys stop him. We're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, so it's hard out there in the streets. Which is another questionable call. Like don't offer to pay for people's stuff and then question that receipt. Yeah. Don't come back and be like, no, 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 this isn't right. A that wasn't my salary. Tab in Joplin is like a $4,000 That's tab in New York. ridiculous is what it is. Okay, my next questionable call. I didn't have as many as you this week. It seems like mine were all like food and going out related. Uh, so mine will be John Fox. And it's funny because in our like pre-show meeting, I called him John Fisher. Some mixture of John Fox it's and Jeff Fisher. Same damn same guy. Same dude. Same guy. His challenge flag you. So Tariq Cohen almost kind of scores. Right, and, and so, I didn't see this play. You so told John me Fox that. throws the flag. We're going to challenge it. Dudes go behind their little booth or whatever. Comes back. No, no, no. He fumbled. The other team recovered it in the end zone as a touchback. Yeah, so, so you had to get that the touchdown. ball down at like the one, worst case scenario. That's where they called it dead. No, let's challenge it for a touchdown. Questionable call John Fox. He needs to go. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's got to be gotta done. Be done. You might be able to get a good coach. You have a good young quarterback. Yeah. You've good, got some pieces. You're going to have a high draft pick. But, yeah, what are you doing? Like, do you not have a guy in the booth or a guy on You're the sideline with one of those 
tablets you, that everybody has. Like, so most teams have a guy in the booth offense and a guy in the booth defense, and their job is to tell you to throw the flag because they can see, like they get the replays up there that you don't really right. get down on the field. Like at the high school level, if the ref makes a bad call, we even have the technology to be like, all right, pull it up on the iPad. Let's look and see if he got it or not. You can do that shit in high school now? In Missouri football. On I a mean. high school <laughs> sideline, we can do that. How the hell did the Bears screw this up? Like somebody's looking at it, and they had to relay that message down. There's like, yep, throw the flag. I think he got it. Yeah. Like that and, dude's gone. And I think one thing you have to understand too is that like the league reviews everything in New York. So even if he, if it had been a touchdown, they would have reviewed it and gave it to you. Yeah. Like you yeah. let them Especially right shit. there at the pylon like that. So yeah, John Fox and his playoff beard are gone. All right. Oh, yeah. I got two more. Uh, we'll go back to football with this one. Is the Browns, <laughs> obviously, you know, they're campaigning hard to be my favorite team. They didn't help themselves out with their little 15-second drill at the oh, end of the God. game. So if you didn't see it, 15 seconds left in the half. They're on like the one-yard line, maybe the two. No timeouts. So you have to run a play that's going to stop the clock. They ran a quarterback sneak. So the team that they were playing, Why? they obviously just laid on Kaiser. They didn't let him up, and the clock runs out. You were on the one-yard line. Throw that ball in the end zone. Maybe it gets picked off. Maybe it's an incomplete, and it stops the clock, and you get two yeah, you plays out of it. always throw the fade there. Yeah, but they didn't, and so they just got laid on. And they don't get anything out of that. They actually had a pretty good half of football going. Yeah, they were they're up, playing the Lions. They're, they're up 10-0 yeah. or 10-3, something like that, early. And then you have to go and screw it up by doing something like this. I, mean, I don't know if it was Kaiser at the line. I don't know if that's a call from Hugh Jackson. Whoever did it, though, is dumb. Like, you can't do that. And then my last one, which is just pissing me off today. I've seen it on social media. I saw it with Ohio State this weekend. <laughs> it got me today and it got me fired up is this stupid apple glitch with the trying to send i like oh i would like to go out to eat tonight and then it gives you the what this is like a question mark, question mark and an, an a. a it's ridiculous pissing me off so fix it apple i don't even know it's not even you a need question to buy their twelve hundred dollar phone and it'll be fixed they can send me one and i will use it all they want but so my questionable call <laughs> is using the word i all day today if i had to send a message I was like, nope, I can't send that because it has I in it. I need to go back, reword this, and take me so much longer. So questionable call is using I in a sentence if you have that stupid fucking glitch. <laughs> you sound a little heated up about I'm it. I'm telling you, like that got me. I don't know why. You don't ever get mad either. No, like great. hence the nickname Mellow. I'm usually pretty calm, laid back. That got me. That got me going today. You sound like you need a beer. Yeah, I could use a delicious Natty Light about right now. Yeah, you could. We'll get our bartender to, to hook you up with a beer. Our bartender, Dan, who we offered him the chance to come on the podcast this week and give his questionable calls. He texts us questionable calls. Yeah. And he's sitting across. He is three feet away, not talking. The right one now. that said, you know, fuck it. I'll take it easy when I'm dead. And that was Dan. That was Dan's questionable call. Uh, Dan also had another one. And he's a University of Miami fan. You're a hurricane. And he so he sent in. People thinking Miami is back after after beating an always overrated Notre Dame. So Dan is not on the he's not wearing that turnover necklace. No, but it'd be sweet if he it had would one. Be, that would be awesome if you had a turnover. Gotta give him props though, because back when Texas beat Notre Dame and everybody was like, "Oh shit, yeah, Texas is back." Charlie got it going. Gotta give a shit. <laughs> no, beating Notre Dame is not what it was it, in the eighties. No, 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 it does not mean you are back until Rudy is on that field being offsides tackling yeah. someone. <laughs> Little one hundred and eighty pound Sean Austin. Yeah. 
which who is great in Stranger Things. We were talking about this the other night that he went from finding treasure and defeating pirates and goonies to walking on at Notre Dame and making a sack to being the hero of Stranger Things 2. And I won't ruin it if you guys haven't finished it yet, yeah. but Rudy's the shit. I'm going to go out here on this. Oh, Bob the Brain. This could turn into like a tangent or a rant. He's the ultimate nerd. He's yeah. the coolest nerd ever. He was a nerd in Goonies. Goonies. He was a nerd. Get that inhaler. Rudy. Rudy. He couldn't make the team. Nerd. Yeah. Stranger Things. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings. You think? I've nerd. never seen any of those movies. I've I can't believe things. you have. I've heard things. You IMDB'd Sean Austin. I was like, oh, he was Lord no, of the Rings. No, but those are the four nerd. movies that came right to my mind when I was watching Stranger Things. I was like, he's a super nerd. I think he says like a quote like that in Stranger Things. And that's him. Yeah. Sean okay. Austin. This is super off nerd. script. What is the most popular movie you have never seen? Oh, you're going to hate me for this one because it's like one of your favorite movies. The Godfather. What? <laughs> I've You've seen, never seen The Godfather? <laughs> I've seen The Godfather. I haven't seen the rest of them. You mean the best one, The Godfather 2? Yeah, I have not Dude, seen Dude, they do this shit on AMC where they fucking run them together. But it takes seven hours. What else are you doing on a kid-free weekend? I don't know. Not watching The Godfather. For so my seven answer hours. was going to be Titanic. Oh, you've never seen Titanic? No, never. I don't want to ruin it for you, but they all I, fucking I, die. Not if you ask Cam Newton. You know what? Spoiler <laughs> alert. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, our bad. <laughs> I feel like Statue of Limitations is up. I've never seen any of The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or Titanic. Okay, I'm in with you on Harry Potter. I haven't seen those either. And we've got some friends that are all about it. Yeah. I, like, about I, it. I think everybody in our friend group is all... Except for us. Gung-ho Harry Potter, except yeah. for us. We didn't watch it. Same with, uh, what's the show with the dragons and the killing people? and the Yes. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, never, never got yep. into that My girl girlfriend's like, oh, you got to watch it. And I try and I just can't do it. No. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with Who to Scout. And then we're going to jump into Draft on Draft. All right, welcome back. And we're going to take a, a listener request right now. And we didn't tease this off the top. I said we were going to do a show rundown, questionable calls, <clears throat> who to scout, draft on draft. No, we're not. We're going to do top five. And we're going to do top five wrestlers of all time. Which yeah, let's just see how it goes. That's what the people want. We did grow up big wrestling fans, but it's fake, so I don't watch it anymore. Is it really? Shit. I think it's fake. I think it's scripted. It's adult entertainment. Well, that ruins it for me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's wrestlinghub.com. I, I think it's what they call it. So uh, let's go back and forth here. I'm a little bit older than you. I'm four years older than you as of now. Uh, top five wrestlers, number one. And I, I'm going to go Sting. Pre and post comeback when he say, went crow. Yeah. And he was having the rafters with a baseball bat. See, I loved him when he was the original Sting. with <clears> Like, like the- California boy? Yeah, with all the fancy colors and the flat top. And then he went all dark. Flat and he was top, like, rat top. Right yeah. tail, yeah. Yeah, and then he just embraced the, I'm going to go full on Brandon Lee. He watched Lee. The Crow. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, hell whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Side note, they're remaking that movie. Oh, that's... With the the dude who, the grunter, who's playing Aquaman, Jason Momoa. I'm so pissed off about this. Okay, good. I don't I don't <gasps> like that. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Maybe that dude for the fullback from Friday Night Lights. So number one, your guy is Hollywood. Speaking of Hollywood, Hollywood Hulk Hogan is the greatest wrestler of all time. I don't think it's debatable. Like, I know Ric Flair's hot in the streets right now because he allegedly 10, slept with 10,000 women, which is just bullshit. 
We've but, done the math. It's almost impossible. Yeah. it's The math is out there. And then, no, he didn't do it. But Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the dude, he's the icon of he's, wrestling. He made wrestling cool for our generation. Do you know this story that when I was young, maybe before you were born, he got hurt and I wrote him a letter in the hospital and he sent me back a signed postcard. Really? That's a great story, right? Did he, was it a stamp? or was I have it? no idea. I don't know. Mom told me about it, so it's probably oh, all exaggerated. God. Did, I, did you see the postcard? I don't remember. She said it, it's probably yeah, not probably true. Probably not true. You so, saw a picture of him, and yeah. then she turned it into, yeah. our mom is a little bit of an exaggerator. If you're listening, I love you, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay, so my number two wrestler would be Hulk Hogan, not Hollywood Hogan, because I... I knew him before he lost all his hair or most of his hair when he was ripping the T-shirts open and told you to eat your like vegetables and take your vitamins before bed. Yeah, take your steroids. That's and the one that I grew up with. So Hogan's number two for me. Who's two for you? I'm going with the guy that he defeated that really set him up, Andre the Giant. That body slam. That body slam. And the dude could chug some beer. I think he has like a Guinness yes, record he's the for man. drinking the most beer. I don't even remember what it came up to, but it's an ungodly amount. So Andre the Giant, not only for his wrestling, but his you know acting career, yeah, and just being a big old fashioned beer. He drinker. drank 119 of them in six hours. 119 beers in, in six, six hours. hours. That's the record. Like there are nights where I go on vendors oh. or like tailgating when you go hard. 119 in six hours. I did 34 hours. over my birthday weekend. Yeah, over 34 hours. How many times did oh. that dude piss? In between, and I'm sure he's not crushing Natty Lights. He's drinking like a Guinness. Yeah. shit. 119. Don't try that. Ooh, let me segue to my next guy. <laughs> uh, speaking, there's a trend here. Number three for me is the guy who brought wrestling back because it died for a while and they tried all these gimmicks. And then you hear that glass shatter. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin brought wrestling back and just got the old-fashioned beer drinker, much like Andre the Giant, and got him to watch this white trash soap opera every, like, Monday and Thursday. I watched it. So number yeah. three for me is Stone Cold. I had him higher, but Andre the Giant, drinking 119 beers in six hours, gets the number two spot for me. Stone Cold is a solid three on this list. I get it. I get it. But number three on this list should be the Nature Boy. Should be Ric Flair. He was like the swaggest, like Joe Namath of wrestling. Yeah, like I said, I know he's hot in the streets right now, but everyone hated him when he was wrestling. Woo! It was like, what the fuck is this guy doing out there? He's old. He looks like your grandma, and he's still wrestling. <laughs> he yes, I said grandma. <laughs> yeah. And he's still out there, like whining, and his big move was slapping people. And he strutted. Like, let's not forget yeah. about it. I know he said he slept with 10,000 women. He slapped people. On that a turnbuckle, and yeah. that was like, that was it. Like, oh, shit, bitch can't take a slap. <laughs> no. All right, number th who's next for you, the number four for you? With the best, like, special move, it's The Rock. Like, people are still doing this the today. Elbow? The people's elbow on footballs. Not only was he a star at Miami, he also helped and had that rivalry with Stone Cold. Yeah, The eyebrow? Rock's got to be four. Yeah, you know what The Rock is cooking. So number four for me is Stone Cold Steve Austin, partially because you are the same person, just a little different body. But I've seen <laughs> you bit. crush the beers, like take the two beers and pound them together and drink them. Yeah, I, 
And I he don't did remember make like, that as well as you, but <laughs> yeah, you were there. You I got a concussion. <laughs> that was the same night you broke one open on your head, I think. Or you did? Did he do two of them on his head? It was a it was a long night. I think both. I did the <laughs> crushing them together, stone cold, and then, and then the I did the twofer on. We the lost head. a bet and had to chug five beers, and you ended up just entertaining the crowd while I like wussed <laughs> my way through, <laughs> not chugging. I was pouring them out on the side. I don't think I drank half of them, but no. It was a good time. Uh, okay, number five for you. Here it is. Number five is the ultimate guy. Like, he's old school, but he's also new school because he doesn't die. It's uh, the Undertaker. When he does that thing where he lays just bodiless in the middle of the ring for forever, and you're like, oh, shit. How does he lay he lost, And it gets you every time. <laughs> you and you're like, oh, God. Call Paul Bear. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get, get the that fucking urn out. And then, no, he sits up and does the hair flip thing, and you're rock solid, and you're like, yeah, that's my guy. All right, number five for me, Who he's not bodiless. <laughs> the ultimate warrior. When he started shaking and convulsing, <laughs> and, like, you know, he had, like, the, the things tied on his biceps and the long hair, and he just starts having a seizure, shaking the ropes. That was the best. Okay, he he's, never, he's he bodiless talk? because he's undead. Oh. Let's go back to that real quick. <laughs> and then the Ultimate Warrior had the best entrance because it was really like, did. oh, who's fighting tonight? What the fuck was that? <laughs> okay, he's in the ring as the, the Ultimate Warrior. The Devil is yeah. fighting tonight, which then, my son runs like him, which makes it better. <laughs> <Is that like? laughs> no upper body movement. No, it's, it's just all, lower all body. legs yeah. going. Just, yeah, they might be the same person, actually. <laughs> and growing up, our parents, we've mentioned them once already here before, they were so great. They were so poor when we were growing up. <laughs> they built us a goddamn wrestling ring bed. This they pushed two mattresses together. Two queen beds. We had turnbuckles with rope. Like real rope. It's not amazing we made shit. it out here. No, it was not that weak rope. Like, if you got thrown into the ropes, it hurt. It was burned. cutting you. Like, yeah. what did our teachers say when we went to school? I've wondered this because we smelled like smoke and we were beat up. I don't know. <laughs> we have rope uh, burns around our know. neck and we just Ow. reek of cigarettes. Yeah, I went to school one day with a fresh wound from where our brother Marcus shoved my hand through a nail. <laughs> and I had puncture. I still have the scars on both sides of my hand. I have okay. no idea. So let's go into this. Like shit that we did when we were little. Your ass threw a like six inch boot knife at me. It's stuck in your leg. <laughs> no, the butt of it hit me. Like the handle. Thank God it hit me. And then I looked at you and you're just like, yeah, I threw a knife at you. Yeah. Like what the hell was that all about? I still have a rock in my forehead above my left eye. From when I wrecked, because our older brothers told me I could ride down a gravel hill on my bike seat, standing <laughs> up. Still there. You can feel the rock right now if you want. We, we used to do home run derbies in our backyard, too. And, like, all the neighborhood kids would come over. We didn't have a big backyard, but it was long. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> so we'd do home run derbies back there. And our older brother, Marcus, one day was like, if you let go of that bat and it hits me, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> And has the worst temper out of all of us. Well, I think I was so nervous. I actually, I let go of the bat and it hit him. <laughs> and he comes running at me like the fucking guy after Shooter McGavin. You can count on me. me throwing you. you into this tree because he picked me up like he was Hulk Hogan <laughs> and just throws me into a fucking oak yeah. like it was nothing. Yeah. And then I start crying. You're like six years old. Yeah, way. and then he's yeah. like, don't tell mom. I'm like, well, okay, well, you going to throw me into the tree again? Of course I'm not going to tell her. Do you remember we used to have backyard football games in the backyard, and we had a, like an old school, people from the Midwest and South will get this, a propane tank. And it's like this just big, like six-foot-long aluminum tank. 
and I bounced one of your friend's heads off at once oh, yeah. playing touch football in the backyard. Yeah. Anybody that grew up with us, like, remembers that sound. It was just a dong, yep. and then it would ring forever. It's amazing that we made it out of there, though. Nice. With all the shit that nice we went Nice tangent into nothingness there. Do yeah. you want to talk some NFL draft? We probably should. We probably should stick to football. We should stick to football. This is a great week of not sticking to football. Let's do games to scout this weekend. It's not a great schedule. This is terrible. The weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, never a great weekend. Last weekend was great. One of our dumbasses took vacation. That was me. Yeah, you did. Yeah, great time of the year to take a vacation. Kept Uh, tweeting. I kept trying to get away from it, and I pulled back in. All right, our Texas Longhorns take on West Virginia. Connor Williams is going to be back at left tackle for Texas, maybe, potentially. That's a good thing. Malik Jefferson had a little stomach bug. Sounds like he's going to be okay. Uh, Chris Warren playing tight end. That uh, you called it last week. Happened. You called it last week, and they moved him to tight end. Thank you, yep. Tom Herman, uh, longtime listener. But it's West Virginia's offense. Will Greer, quarterback, who one of us called a piece of shit on episode one, and then you got wide receiver David Sills and Karan White, and running back Justin Crawford against a really athletic Texas defense led by Deshaun Elliott. I guess now that I guess now it's Holton, that Holton Hill's not in this game because this could have like Hilbert made or break him. Yeah, would have been great. Uh, but Hill is off the team for the year. This is probably the premier game to watch this weekend just because of the talent and all the athleticism out there. That's a shitty day. Yeah, <laughs> I this know. And that's not me being game. a Texas fan. It's like of the games with NFL talent, this it's, is yeah, as probably far as prospects the prospects go. That's your game to watch. Next, uh, we have Kansas State against Oklahoma State. You get to see DJ Reed try to cover those guys for Oklahoma State. And you had a hot take tonight about Oklahoma State receivers that I think you should share with the group. I know everybody was high on Washington at the beginning of the year. James thinking, Washington. Yeah. yeah, he should be you know, probably the best receiver in this class. I don't think he's the best receiver on his team anymore. Like, Aitman is the dude. He makes, Aitman. he makes the tough catch. It looks like he's going to be faster than Washington. Bigger. He's taller. So I'm just not sold on Washington yet. I still think that Mason Rudolph probably makes that offense tick because that's kind of my guy. Yeah, he's. But, this is not Dan Lefevre and Antonio Brown as Central yeah, Michigan back so. in the day. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a system quarterback. I, I loved Dan Lefevre. You know what? I might be wrong, but I still think he's a first-round pick. I don't know that he's going to be great, but he's. I think he's going round one. Yeah. I think some people have asked that on Twitter. I don't know if it was hashtagged with the draft on draft, Yeah, but I do see Mason Rudolph being a first-round quarterback. Yeah, I think so. you've said all along, you've said since the summer that supply versus demand would dictate that some of these guys would rise. Yeah, and we're seeing it bad. Yeah. Like teams with like the Giants, Chargers, Jets, Browns, Brown, Niners, yeah. maybe. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. I think a probably what four or five quarterbacks. Is that what you had, kind mm-hmm. of have mocked? Four or five quarterbacks going in the first round. Speaking of quarterbacks, two good ones: USC versus UCLA. Uh, it'll be Sam Darnold against Josh Rosen, assuming Rosen's fingers okay. Rosen against that USC defense will be fun to watch. It'll be interesting. This Darnold's played well lately. This is a game that's been on the radar for us, obviously, all year, like talking over the summer about games that we wanted to get to. Uh, can't make it out to L.A. for this one, but I tag this as the Joe Kane versus Tim Wayman. Oh, shit. Because that's what he it is to me. Go yeah. all the Wayman. Like those two guys battling it out for the Heisman. That's a program reference yeah, on a week. week two. But they're battling it out for the top quarterback spot. Yeah. So I hope Lynn Swan is on campus somewhere right now just asking <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold, like, hey, Sam, big game this week. Have you given it any thought? 
Well, Lynn, uh, I had to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And then some lady from the background just comes in no, and no, no, that's no. not the message we want yeah. to send, Sam. Yeah. No, Sam, we don't want you to tell us that you, you couldn't ignore the pressure. And yeah. It's, it's obvious. To tell you the truth, Lynn, I haven't given it any thought. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> Heisman candidate Joe Kane. Uh, yeah, that'll be a great game. I'm excited to see. I'll be in New York this weekend uh, with Connor watching the games. I'm sure we'll key in on that one because he has Rosen as his top quarterback. So that'll be right. Be a fun game to watch. USC does have a ton of talent on defense with guys like Cameron Smith, Port Augustine, uh, uh, Uchenna Nuoso, nailed yep. it, uh, and then Iman Marshall at corner. So that'll definitely be a good one. How about Michigan versus Wisconsin? This will just be a good game. It's another Big Ten game. I like Maurice Hurst, the D tackle for Michigan. Right. Like he's and, probably the dude to watch. And I put on here, you know, we're kind of scouting for the future. You watch this game. I want to see what Rashawn Gary does against those Wisconsin offensive linemen. That Wisconsin offensive line is freaking for real. Yeah, and so is their running back, Jonathan Taylor. Like, he looks John legit. Taylor Thomas? Is that his name? It's like home improvement. JT3? John <laughs> No, it's Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so skeptical about Wisconsin running backs because their O-line is always so good. Right. I, I saw Monty Ball rush for like 1,900 yards and then suck in the NFL. So. Yeah, even, you know, we don't know what we have with Melvin Gordon yet, but yeah. watching that game that I watched yesterday, it didn't look like much. And then I see you have on the list here Iowa I versus said it. Purdue. You always have to watch Iowa. Always. Because your boy, Joshua Jackson. The dude has like five interceptions and two touchdowns in he the last two He had two pick sixes last week. So you got to watch him. It's yeah. Purdue. They're going to stay. And the Josie Jewell. Around. Like, watch 43. Josie Jewell yes. is a And they have to another watch. linebacker, too. Uh, the outside linebacker, 41. Yep. I, I don't know his numbers. Name. Yeah. And they're running back, Wadley. Wadley's good. And they've like got him, some guys. But I did kind of put it on here. Iowa, you always have to watch them, even if they're playing Purdue. Give it a look. All right. Let's fix the Los Angeles Chargers. They're three and six right now. They have a number six pick in the draft as of today. And a uh, whole lot of problems. Uh, so step one, get to identify the quarterback in the future, figure this shit out. Phillip Rivers getting older. He was part of that 2004 draft class. They don't have a guy. Like the Giants drafted Davis Webb. The Steelers drafted Josh Dobbs. The Chargers have no one back there. No. We've talked a lot about quarterbacks of the future on this show for a lot of different teams. I think the Chargers are a team that could go quarterback in round one, even though like it – it doesn't fill an immediate need, but it's kind of like what the Chiefs did last year. They traded up to get Pat Mahomes because it's about preparing for the future. I think this is a great fit for Josh Allen. He could learn behind Phillip Rivers for a year or two and then take over the job. So the kid from Wyoming, I think this is a good fit for Josh Allen in the first round. If you dip into the second round, like we just talked about, I think there is going to be a drop-off at quarterback because so many are expected to go in the first round. In round two, I don't... I don't realistically know who you're going to get in round two right now. I mean, maybe, you know, the guy we talked about last week, Nick Fitzgerald uh, from Mississippi State, he's only redshirt junior, so that would be even assuming yeah, so he comes out. Yeah, and hopefully he goes back to school. Yeah, I hope so. And I think this is a situation, too, where you see teams trade back into the first. They don't so want to wait to that, that whole Mason day. Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Get Baker five Mayfield, years of contract. Who knows what Lamar Jackson, I know a lot of people say he's a first-round Kind of prospect yeah. guy. And if Rivers is going to stick around a couple years, they can take that risk, like you said, with Josh Allen, Sam, or uh, Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Forgot his name. 
take a risk on a guy like that in the second round or the you know end of the first and see if Rivers can help him out. Yeah. And if Rivers says he's going to stay around for another That's couple of years, let him. He's not playing terrible. Like you got to get that commitment though from a dude who's carpooling from San Diego <laughs> every day in his tricked out SUV. And this bolo tie. And his eight children. But I agree with you though. They they have to figure out what they're doing with the quarterback. Is yeah. it going to be Philip Rivers for another couple of years? Or do they need to pull the trigger on a guy like Sam Darnold with the you know sixth or seventh pick? And so another position, I, I went step two. You got to figure out the left tackle position long term. They do have Russell Okung in there right now, who's not doing, he's not playing awful. He he is a little bit older though. I mean, he's thirty years old. He's bounced around the NFL a lot lately. I don't think he's the kind of guy that you like, hit your wagon too long term. So if they don't go quarterback in round one, I think the offensive offensive tackle class is a little weak. Connor Williams, we mentioned, he's coming back to Texas this week, potentially. He's the only guy that I've seen the traits from that I would draft in the top 10. I think Mike McGlinchey has a right tackle all day long, and I think everyone else is a developmental-type guy. Yeah, and McGlinchey struggled against Miami. Struggled against Georgia. You know, Quentin Nelson struggled. But it goes back to the figure out what you're doing with quarterback. If (sighs) Phillip Rivers is going to be around and you think you can take a guy in the second, then go get some linemen. They did it last year, and we both said that, you know, we love yep. the Chargers draft. They take two of the best interior linemen. They go get a big receiver. Do you still need a left tackle? And the third thing that we both came up with here is fire that team doctor. Holy like the shit. training staff. Yeah. Anybody Clean that's house. medical related, get rid of them. This is the most hurt team in the NFL every year. And I don't know, like, for people who aren't or haven't peeked behind the curtain, the way this works is you have scouts who scout. And then you have a doctor or a medical staff that says, this is our grade on the kid. So if it's like Mike Williams and he broke his neck in college, and you're like, okay, well, he played for a year. Here's our grade. We think he's going to be fine long-term. He's going to have a healthy career. So you draft him. But if, it, if he's a guy who has other issues or continues to have issues with that, that goes on your medical staff, not on your scouting staff, because they're right. not doctors. So the medical staff here, not only is it like guys like Keenan Allen consistently getting hurt or – you know, when you have your top two draft picks aren't contributing because of injury. Like, this is a problem for them. So as much as we say you got to figure out quarterback and left tackle in the future, you got to keep the people you draft healthy. Like, this is a oh, massive problem. Sure. Bigger problem than your stadium that holds 22,000 people and you can't sell out. <laughs> yeah, take your shit and go back to San Diego because it's not so working good. in yeah, L.A. Just go back to San Diego. So other needs we talked about inside linebacker is not a pressing need. I like some of their guys. I like Denzel Perriman. I really like Jatavis Brown. But because the the scheme they're running now, we could see inside and strong side linebacker become needs for this team. Uh, strong side linebacker, you're probably looking for someone who can rush the quarterback a little bit more opposite Melvin Ingram. Uh, I think Malik Jefferson's a really That's good fit who in I that was role, too. but not at the sixth pick overall. If he goes second round, thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Thirty eight be great. Uh, other areas that we identified here. Size at corner. You got small guys in Casey Hayward, Desmond King, uh, Jason Verrett, who can't stay healthy. Yeah. And, and they, they go against size. good receivers. Like they probably see the best receivers yeah. with the Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos. And like we're just assuming here that Gus Bradley is going to be the D coordinator for a while. He likes size at corner. Like, look, Jalen Ramsey, yeah, they Jaylen drafted Ramsey. in Jacksonville, what he had in Seattle back in the day. So you need some size there. And then I don't think safety is like a huge priority in this defense, but they could use upgrades to safety with uh, Jalil Adai and Trey Boston there. So a lot of areas that they could go, and I like the safety class this year. 
it, it, in that second round range that we were talking about, someone like Marcus Allen from Penn State would be a really good fit for this defense. Kaiser White from West Virginia would be a good strong safety in this defense in the third round. So those are guys that I would look at who could be a good fit at that strong safety, like post safety uh, position for them. Center, someone like Mason Cole at Michigan would be a good third round yeah, fit. Guy at Ohio State. If Billy he doesn't Price, go in the first round. Yeah, in the second round, Billy Price would be a great fit. Um, I compared him to Ryan Kelly, like that type of player. Frick Ragno from Arkansas uh, would be a pretty good fit in the third round. So there are ways that they can turn this around quickly if they can like, properly like identify and value that talent. Because there's and I think they did last year. Yeah, they we went and got a receiver that was a big need, and then got value with some offensive linemen. So maybe they can turn around and do yeah. that again next year. Uh, we'll see. And I liked Desmond King as a nickel. Oh, I yeah, really yeah. like. He's Desmond doing great. I uh, had a had a Rayshon Jenkins. I wasn't like high on in the fourth round. I thought they reached a little bit, but I get the athleticism there, and he is a good tackler. So who knows? Maybe he develops and becomes that strong safety that we were talking about. But they have they still have a decent amount of needs, and that's why they're picking sixth overall. Um, I need a fresh beer. You probably need a fresh beer. If we're gonna Always. do some draft on draft, we'll get our bartender to serve us up. Uh, I'm on Boulevard Weed again this week, and you're still crushing those Natty Lights. Yeah, guess what? Shocker. Shocker. Still drinking Natty Light. Yeah, we need the good people at Anheuser to just send you a... We did. I got a Snapchat this week uh, from our buddy Patrick Hughes with a 30-pack of Natty, and he said he was going to hook you up. So Yeah, send so, those our yeah, way. You know where we're at. Uh, hook us up with those for sure. All right, let's do some draft on draft. There were some good questions this week. Uh, one was, if you were stranded on a deserted island... And only had three beers with you. What okay. would those three beers only be? Only three beers? Yeah. One of them is going to be a Natty Light. Well, that's not... Okay, that's obviously we just plugged it. Next one is going to be a Bud Light. Which we just, we drank right before this. Right. And then my third one, y'all ready for this? It's another Natty Light. <laughs> and that's, I'm all so set. original. Those, that's it. That's your... Three beers for life. Now, there's a couple other ones. If I actually had to drink like a third beer, I'd probably go Casey Pills from Boulevard. Yeah, uh, maybe some Blue Moon. Just to mix That's it up, about as deep as I go. Hop another your step. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> uh, so if I had to pick three, there's a there's a beer I can't pronounce, uh, which is always a good Winchesterton Fieldville. <laughs> it, does, <yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like that. It's Vein Stefan because it's German, so the W C V, right? It's like Wagner. Sure. So it's Novitsky. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> yeah. So that's great radio that I can't pronounce this beer. It's a uh, German beer, and I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, even as I just destroy. Just tweet it how out. To say it. Tweet I'll it tweet out. Tweet it out. Uh, number two would be Boulevard Wheat. That's my like go to. That's my trusty beer. Uh, three would be Coors Light. Uh, we have a joke around here that when I, at the end of the night, I have a go-to move, and it means that I'm slowing down. What's that move? Yeah, you can always tell when you're about done, when you're like, you've had it, because you'll start ordering Coors Light. Coors Light in a bottle. Like, you will order <laughs> just some weird-ass beer that I've never heard of, and just you never stick with the same one. But I can always tell, like, all right, I need to wind this shit up. When you go, I have a Coors Light in a bottle. <laughs> I'm like, all right, he's, he's about to go home. He's done. We're it. Let's round this baby. That up. is actually very, very true. Yeah, get his phone out, get an Uber because it's time <laughs> to go home. Uh, what are some other draft on draft questions you saw this week that you liked? 
Um, let's look at some here. Uh, what's the two biggest needs for the Browns? Coach and quarterback. Yes, that's actually right. <laughs> Coach and quarterback would be the two biggest. Yeah, those are the two things that you have to have to succeed. Look at the Patriots, who have just been a revolving door of anyone else, mm-hmm. except for their coach and their quarterback. If you can get those two things, nothing else matters. And I would say position-wise, corner. If you can get a if you can get a shutdown corner, and they yeah. had one in Joe Hayden. Like they had one. <laughs> it's just cutting. And they were, oh, go to our division rival. Yeah, who's... go excel in Pittsburgh, yeah. please. And he did get hurt the other night, which sucks. Uh, here's one that I just saw, and it's from a good friend of ours, Ger Schmidt. He, he, we talk about him all the time on the Midweek Show. He asked, why isn't Steven Nelson on the podcast more? He will be. Um, it's it's like a scheduling thing. It's just a timing of when we record. Um, you know, we record Six Football Fridays at night. We record the midweek show in the morning. And Nelson is like super busy with hosting video that he does with our buddy Michael Felder. Just a, a number of other things. We will get Nelson back on the podcast. It sucks. He's only been with us once, but I like this is my mission is to get him back on. So it it'll happen. I think Steven Nelson is probably the nicest guy I've ever met in my whole life. I've only met him two, three times. He is amazing. He's the nicest guy I've ever met. He's the nicest guy. Are you Italian now? He's the nicest guy. I've been looking at the Godfather. I like what I see. I want us a olive garden. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So here's a good one, topical one from Adam Edmiston. Does Saquon Barkley's recent lack of production as a pure running back concern you at all? No. Who was it? Saquon. It concerns me a little bit. Why? Their offensive line is shit. It is shitty. And every defense, every fucking defense they play, keys him. Like, they have four linebackers key him. You're putting 10 in the box. And no one gives a shit about Trace McSorley, so he can walk into the end zone on RPOs. Yeah, yeah. It does. Are the traits there? It concerns me a little bit, but at the same time, I still think the Browns should take him number one. There you go. And you had a concern over the summer about Saquon not running through contact. Right, not That's, running with okay, power. Okay, cool. Yeah, I get it. He's 230. He should run with more power. Yeah, especially when you can deadlift a truck or whatever it is yeah. that he does. That's that's valid. He is still the best player in this class, hands down. And like my huge like rant and gripe is I hate this bullshit where we look at running backs and we're like, Leonard Fournette's not good because he never rushed for 100 yards against Alabama. It's the same conversation. These defenses stack up against a college running back. You can't do that in the NFL because you're – even on the Browns, the worst team in the NFL, you can't stack up against running backs because you have David Njoku and like you have other players. So like it's I understand like you guys, you're asking us and our job is to answer. It's bullshit though. He's still the best player in the draft. Yeah, he's the best player. And I do think the Browns should take him number one. Even though I said their biggest need is coaching quarterback, go get a guy that can help your young quarterback. And then on the flip, when you have is it a top ten pick right now? Seven currently right now. Then take one of those quarterbacks. One of them will fall to you. Yeah, or eight right now. I'm sorry, but yeah, chances are someone's yeah. going to fall. I saw uh, you smiling reading <laughs> reading a draft. This draft. next one that comes in, it's not even a question; it's a joke. Oh, but I love it, and it is from Paul T or thirty five. Okay, here's a draft on draft question for you: What do Natty Light and having sex in a boat have in common? I have no idea. It's fucking close to water, <laughs> which is wonderful. And I had to get that read on here because you guys are picking up on my Natty Light thing. We're getting like tweets about it, text about it, Snapchats about it. Like, you guys can actually drink it. It's 
And we don't have time for a ton of draft on draft this week. Uh, we we have done a ton of that on midweek. We'll do more next week when we come back for our Thanksgiving special. But one thing that people should know is we have an Instagram account now at Stick to Football. Yeah, brand new. And we've got like four or five pictures up there. We'll get more, but it's another good way to just interact with the show. Um, it you know we'll try to get you some behind the scenes stuff, and it's you know you can actually see what these losers look like behind the scenes. One it's more draft good. on draft. Unless you're looking at Kennedy, it's not good. Connor's Connor's cute. Connor posts those shirt off pictures shirt all off. the time. He, for his birthday, he's like showing the eight pack off, and I'm like, dude, wait till you hit your thirties. Just wait. Have a kid or two. All set. Get divorced a twice or two. You know, <laughs> twice or two. <laughs> you know, yeah. get, get get on my level, and then post those shirtless. Go show. through some shit, yeah. and then I'm showing off the dad bod, chugging Natty Light in an OU shirt. So if you're yeah, into that's that, still terrible. No. Uh, Last draft on draft question is from our good, good friend, Anthony Mongaluzzo. <coughs> How are you feeling about our girl T-Swift's new album? Did, I Gosh. pre-ordered it. I haven't listened to it yet. What? I realized that it came out the other day. I pre-ordered that shit. One night, we were talking, I pre-ordered it drunk. No, oh, there you go. So I got the, the notification the other day. Like, Your pre-order is available. As a guy that works with like predominantly females, I can talk to them I'm, about Taylor on Swift. On my phone, look. I didn't love her first song that came out. No, that one was awful. The Look What You Made Me Do. The first 30 seconds of that song are awesome. You, look what you made me do. Yeah, and then when she starts going into that, it just The whole Taylor's dead. I hated it. The video's nice. I haven't seen it. She has a song with Future that's really good. I think that's the one that I haven't heard that people are telling me to With Ed Sheeran and Future, it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't listened to that, but unabashedly Taylor Swift fans here. We have three daughters between the two of us. You know we're jamming to some T-Swift. We were before we had our, daughters. Our karaoke well, song used... I had started one. early. Yeah. Our, our karaoke song used to be Teardrops on his My Guitar. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean... We're, I was in my I've 20s. been singing that song since I started drinking Natty Light. The two go hand in hand. Taylor Swift and Natty Light. And I literally wish they went hand in hand. Like Natty and one, her and Taylor the other. And the other. Yeah, I'm all I set on that. I think you need to get your Twitter followers up before, before she's turning your way or our way or that way or this way you feel good about your show this week our show this week (laughs) it was good i like that we didn't just stick to football when you started the podcast you said you wanted to talk about kind of some random stuff and we went random tonight with wrestlers and taylor swift so it was a good show that's what it should be yeah stick to football fridays are always going to be more tongue-in-cheek stick to football it's going to be more people like Halfway through the show, would you guys just fucking stick to football? And then the last second half of the show is all football. Yeah, we'll bring it back eventually. Eventually, it all, it's like a true detective. It's a flat circle. It's always <laughs> going to come back. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. We're going to give you a little previews, and then we're going to wrap it all up together, and it's going to make sense. All right. They might cut the end of the show, but that was our show for this week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving, and be sure to follow at Mellow Esquire at NFL Draft Scout. And you can follow uh, the Stick to Football account on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram now. Yep, check it out.